We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, The place to up-level that sexy life of yours. With expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Kush, cannabis, marijuana, weed, or for all you spiritual gangsters out there, Santa Maria. It's got more names to reference than the artist formerly known as Prince, and probably just as popular among the people. Here in LA, it's a normal part of our culture. You can literally walk down Venice Boulevard and smell it in the air. We even have probably just as many dispensaries as we do Starbucks coffee shops. And I don't know what that tells you about our city, but it's a vibe. Now, as the rest of our country becomes more and more familiar with its medicinal properties, I have become more curious about their sexual properties. So I slid into the DMs of someone who can tell us more. And luckily, she said yes. So today we are curling up with canisexual Ashley Manta to talk about the power of cannabis for enhancing pleasure and managing pain and PTSD in sex. But before we get to Ashley Manta, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank you for your reviews on iTunes. I want to thank you for sharing the episode with your mom because you've cracked the code in the ancestral healing. And now you can talk openly about sex with her. I'm so proud of you. You should probably write a book about that. All because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex so much better. And if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can up-level your sex, love, and vitality. Now to our awesome guest who I'm really, really excited to have on the show, Ashley Manta, who is an award-winning sex educator, a coach, and has been a much sought after authority on mindfully connecting sex and cannabis as a part of her brand and movement, Canis Sexual. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to get to talk to you. So for those of you who aren't seeing our video right now, I'm just letting you know that her background is laced with all these beautiful red draperies behind her and she's matched in her clothes and and like wearing her her earrings, canis sexual earrings, like you're all about it, girl. And of course, the internal clit necklace to match my internal clit 3D printed model. Yeah. What else do you want for Christmas? Sleep and breathe, you know? (laughs) Clits and and cannabis. Clits and cannabis. Clits, cannabis, and cum, the three C's that are a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I already feel warmed up, but I love to start each interview with a question as if it's like a foreplay, you know, just to get us like in the mood and into it. I and already we're like aroused. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we may not need it. Me, cat. <laughs> but for everybody else who might need a little more warmed up, because this is gonna get intense. Oh, 
I want to, I really want to know what songs are on your sex playlist. Like, what do you play? So I have an entire sex playlist called universe in a teacup and Mm -hmm. on it are a couple of different like selections of genres. I've got some kind of down tempo trip hop. I've got Mm -hmm. some, um, electric like emancipator pretty much their entire album is on my, my sex playlist as well as, uh, Lizzie Jeff, her song fetish. And Portishead, lots of uh-huh. Portishead. Oh my God, I love Portishead. That's like the edgier, like darker, like eh, kind of sex. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> There's also um, a, a cover that Sierra did for Paint It Black that is so <laughs> fucking hot and fun to fuck to. There's also a cover of Tainted Love. Okay, perfect. I'm writing these down. I'm going to add these to one of my like 10 sex playlists that I (laughs) rotate between. I have absolutely fucked to at least one of your sex playlists and two enthusiastic thumbs up. They are phenomenal. Just leave me a Yelp review. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Dr. Cat is really good at making sex playlists. Perfect. So I'm excited to have you on here because we're going to be talking about something that is can be pretty controversial, or at least where I'm from, which is rural town, Missouri. And, you know, I talk about cannabis there and people are like, oh, how dare you? Right. How did you, how did you get into, uh, how did you discover that this was something that was helpful around sex? I, like you, grew up in a very cannabis-negative environment. I'm from rural Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and I was taught that um, drugs are bad and people who do drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. And so cannabis in in my youth upbringing was as bad as heroin. And so I was very afraid of it for a long time until I got to grad school and was studying philosophy. And it turns out most philosophy students are stoners. <laughs> to absolutely no one's surprise. Cause like legitimately, how are you going to get through Heidegger if you're not stoned? Like real talk. <laughs> so I smoked intentionally for the first time <clears throat> in grad school and it was so wonderful and so pleasant. I was with people who were safe and that felt fantastic, but I was still in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. Like any other prohibition state, you don't have choices. There are no strains. There are no products. There is either weed or no weed. Those are your Mm -hmm. options. And so it wasn't until I moved to California in 2013 that I actually got to experience medical cannabis. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I can actually choose how I want to feel. And I am a sexual assault survivor. So I experienced pain with penetration from the time Mm -hmm. I was 13 until my late 20s when... I found a cannabis product that you actually apply to your genitals, put it on your pussy, let it marinate for 15 minutes. And that allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain for the first time. And my brain exploded because at that point I had been a sex educator since 2007. This was Mm -hmm. 2014. So seven years of being a sex educator and having mediocre sex that was painful at the beginning. And that was like a really hard juxtaposition for me. And so this allowed me to be like, okay, there is a whole area of sexuality that I don't know any professionals who are talking about in the community. Let's dive into this. And Anna Sexual was born. 
That's so fascinating that you say that because there, there was an experience that I had, there was only one experience with marijuana that I had. And that was with, around sex, around sex. I have had other experiences, with it, but um, around sex. And I remember I was 25 and I was with my boyfriend at the time. And, and I just could not get, my body couldn't relax into it. And now I also have history of sexual trauma. And, and he invited that into our play session together. And I took a little bit and then my whole body just melted and then I had uh, felt myself really open up there where I hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that I ever actually made that connection because I never used it afterward for that particular thing. Wow. Yeah, that and, makes sense that that would have, be your experience. And And I'm thinking about this now, and I think probably because cannabis hasn't always had good reactions on me. Like I've had it at times and I fall asleep or I've had it at times and I've gotten really anxious or I've had it at times and gotten vertigo, like really dizzy and nauseous. And that just completely turned me off from that medicine entirely. Is there, maybe you can walk us through like what, what would somebody need to know about cannabis? Like, is, is there a, a procedure that you would guide them through to be able to help them to create the experience that they want and not one like what I've experienced? Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you asked because all cannabis is not created equal and we are all very different. Like the most common question I get asked is like, what's the best strain for sex? And it's like, Mm. well, how the fuck should I know? Like, I don't know what your body chemistry is like, what your, what your um, metabolism and tolerance are like. And I don't have any direct control over your surroundings because as we know, Mm. with any medicine set and setting are really crucial. Being in a calm place, being in a relaxed headspace, having a really clear intention about what you are trying to accomplish when engaging with any plant medicine is really important. And the field research that goes in, like, this is not something where you like pick up a mystery joint that somebody handed you at a party six months ago and spark it up and then go have sex and hope for the best. Like you can do that, but it is probably not going to end well for you. Uh So it really requires a little bit of planning. And what that looks like and what I tell clients and people come to my workshops is when you get a new strain or product, start with smelling it. Our nose knows. If it smells good to you, if you're like, Ooh, I love that. Or like just something in it makes, it's like a yes in your body. It's probably going to go pretty well for you. If you smell it and you're like, Oh, mm-mm, nope, not put it down, walk away. Yeah. And so once you've chosen that product, then do just a little bit, whether you're smoking or vaping. Um, I just had uh, Dr. Jordan Tischler, who's a Harvard MD and a cannabis medicine specialist on my podcast last week. And he was talking about like a puff is take inhale, fill your lungs up, to capacity and exhale. That is one puff. Um, Start with one puff, wait 10 minutes, and then masturbate. And notice what happens in your body when you try to move into a sexual space with this medicine flowing through your veins. Are you more sensationally focused? Do you feel really engaged? Are Are you stuck in your head? Are you like connected to your body? Notice if pleasure is more or less accessible. 
all of those kinds of things and then write it down because cannabis, short-term memory, not friends. So, <laughs> so keep a, a little notepad or a journal or a note on your phone, like whatever it is, and just be like, this is what I took, how much I took, how quickly the, the effects set in, how long they lasted and what I noticed. And then when you do go into partnered sexy space, you can reach very intentionally for the things that are going to get you where you want to go. Oof. Wow. Okay. So I'm hearing so much intention and so much mindfulness around the process versus the question that I get from people when I tell them, yeah, it's just not my medicine. Like it hasn't, I haven't had a good experience with it in a really long time. So I just haven't. And they're like, Oh, well you, are you taking sativa? Are you taking indica? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, but I can imagine from what you're sharing, it sounds way more complex than that. It's so much more complex than that. In fact, debunking this, the indica sativa myth is one of my favorite things to do as <laughs> a cannabis educator, um, because those essentially are marketing terms at this point. Mm. There is no way to accurately predict how a particular strain is going to affect you because I've had sativas that put me to sleep and I've had indicas that like get me wired and anxious because mm -hmm. it's all about how the various cannabinoids and terpenes interact with your body and your metabolism. And from like a nerdy biology genetics perspective, there are very few true sativas and true hybrids um, anymore. Everything is, a, or excuse me, true sativas and true indicas, everything is a hybrid. Hmm. And so to be able to say like, oh, this has more sativa genetics or this has more indica genetics and that's going to impact effects like that's not how that works. That came from, you know, illegal market shorthand where a dealer was trying to explain how a, a strain was likely to affect a person. And he's like, oh, it's a sativa. It's going to like get you super buzzy. And placebo effect is real. Sometimes if you think mm -hmm. that something's going to make you buzzy, it will. But yeah. a lot of times it doesn't. So yeah. don't get caught up in the hype of indica sativa. Just notice what happens in your body and mark it down in your journal accordingly. Oh, I love that. Get, get, write this in your sex journal, get a sex yes. journal, <laughs> make it all pretty sparkly, <laughs> right? Lots your, of sparkles. <laughs> lots of sparkles. Yeah. Or is, so is it just through, um, it's not just smoking that somebody would consume this and, and try a sexual experience, right? There's other, other ways. Cause I've seen some. Oh, so many ways. In fact, one of my favorite things that like people don't realize is you don't have to be high to use cannabis to enhance your sexual mm. experience. Um, something like an oil. Uh, this one is from Foria and it's a CBD oil. Uh, they also have a THC oil. If it's THC containing, you can only buy it in states that have legal programs um, mm -hmm. or home brew your own. But um, you apply this directly to the vulva. So pull up my little vulva puppet. <laughs> um, so you want to get it all over the clit, um, under the hood, between the inner and outer labia, and, and especially in the inner labia and then the vaginal opening. And then you let it marinate mm -hmm. for 15 minutes so that it can absorb oh. into all the mucosa and the nerves and, and help dilate the capillaries. And that's going to mimic the sensations of arousal with the flush and the, um, and the gentle positive swelling. And that will not get you high. Putting weed on your pussy will not get you high. If your partner goes down on you and there is THC on your pussy, they might get high. <laughs> has that happened to you before? That has happened maybe once or <laughs> twice. Maybe, but it's okay. Maybe. But you'd be like, 
Uh, my pussy got someone stoned, which is kind of badass. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a magical pussy, <laughs> right? It's, it's very magical. And so, you know, if you think about the internal clit, which is so much bigger than, than just what's on the outside to mm-hmm. get all of the, the cannabinoids into the clitoral, um, nervous tissue and, and erectile tissue, it takes time to absorb. Like it's not an instantaneous reaction. And so this will help with your clit getting an erection also. Oh, tell me more about that. And for anybody who's listening to this on the podcast, you can also tune into my YouTube channel for the video demonstration that Ashley is so kindly giving us. Yes. So the clit and the penis are anatomically the same. It's just that the penis is 90% external while the clit is 90% internal. And so like a penis, clit gets an erection. It can swell to 300% of its resting size when aroused. Um, and penises also get wet sometimes. That's what pre-cum is. Um, and they don't always, which is why you can't attribute um, wetness to arousal mm-hmm. reliably. So don't feel like if you're not wet, that means you're not turned on because those mm-hmm. two things are not always correlated. Yeah. Um, but so the clit gets an erection and that causes, you know, the vaginal opening to tighten slightly because these two bulbs, the vestibular bulbs get big and engorged and, and super sensitive and look, should look like ball sacks, honestly. Like it looks like, yeah. Yeah. They're like clit balls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who said I don't have balls. I got balls. Big. I got bulbs and I cannot lie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is where we are. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so yeah, the, the cannabinoids help to increase pleasurable sensation and also decrease, decrease, decrease discomfort. Mm. So I heard you, I heard you use the term CBD and THC. Yes. What's the difference? So the difference between CBD and THC, there are a couple, <clears throat> um, one is that CBD does not have intoxicating effects, whereas THC can have intoxicating effects. It does not always. Um, there is an acid form of THC, THCA, that doesn't get you high because it hasn't been activated into uh, Delta 9 THC, which is the one that gets you high. But CBD tends to be more for um, anti inflammation, and THC tends to be more for pain. Um, and, and sensation. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend, Chelsea Sebra uh, calls CBD a slutty cannabinoid because <laughs> it has weak action at a number of different receptors. So it's sort of, it's a more superficial cannabinoid. Um, THC kind of penetrates more deeply into the receptors, um, uh, fewer numbers of receptors, but, but uh, has a more profound impact. And so they actually work best together there's something called the entourage effect where um, the more components of the plant that you have working together, the better, as opposed to, you know, the sort of pharmaceutical model where you identify the one active compound and that's what you make into medicine. Like mm-hmm. whole plant medicine is about using all the components of the plants. They actually do all play a role in, in creating the best possible yeah. Yeah. That's so funny because living in California, I don't know where everybody's listening from this from, but here in California, you can pretty much get CBD and everything. Like you can get it at your smoothies at the local grocery store. Yeah. You can get it. <laughs> I 
everything. I was like feeding my bunny rabbit, my pet bunny rabbit CBD <laughs> for pain management. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's your, here's your plant medicine for the day. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's, you know, partially why when I wrote my book, the CBD solution sex, like I, that would not have been the title that I had chosen, but the publisher was like, CBD is everybody's like hot button thing right now. So like, let's write a book about that. So we did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting to think of the image of cannabis that I think you and I both were given growing up was, and even today, you know, that it's a recreational purpose. You know, it's something that you do that people do for fun or they do to just get stoned and just like hang out and just being mindless or whatever. And, um, some of your articles that I was reading were talking about how it can be used in the treatment of PTSD, Mm-hmm. which was really intriguing for me because I also think of, of cannabis as being something that might disconnect somebody. Mm-hmm. So is there, how can it be used with PTSD to, to be able to help rather than hinder, or is it, is it possible to, to be a disconnector or number or. Yeah, absolutely. I think it all comes down to intention, how mm. you're using it and why. Um, if you're trying to escape from feeling the discomfort of, of the feelings that you're experiencing, that may not work out as well. Um, but if you're using it to manage the symptoms, let's say of feeling panicky or that, uh, I know for me, when I, when my trauma is like really activated, my appetite goes out the window, can't Mm. eat a thing. And so a little bit of cannabis helps to stimulate my appetite so that I can nourish myself. Mm -hmm. And that's really helpful. Um, I think any PTSD treatment is best, certainly supervised by a professional, um, go to therapy saying, <laughs> um, and cannabis is not something that's going to cure quote unquote PTSD. That's it, it's a tool just like EMDR, just like yoga and movement therapy, just like music therapy, just like psychedelic therapy. Like these are all tools in your toolkit that will help and make a difference and actually work better like the entourage effect, they work better in concert with each other as opposed to just as a single isolated technique. But mm-hmm. it helps if you feel, you know, like all this noise in your brain is distracting you from being present in the moment with your body, with your pleasure, with your partner, cannabis can help kind of bring you back. And I've been geeking out lately on polyvagal theory. <laughs> right? I love it. Yes, go on. <laughs> So um, when you think about like vagus nerve activation and trying to bring it back into safe and social out of fight flight um, or out of the dissociated um, freeze response, like bringing you back up the ladder, cannabis can help you do that if you find the right ones. And if you find ones that don't work for you, if you go too far, THC has something called a biphasic effect. So it has opposite effects at high and low doses. So low doses, euphoric, relaxed, like pleasant state of homeostasis. And at high doses, it can cause paranoia, anxiety, panic, rapid heart rate, like all of these really unpleasant things. And I've been there. I have had panic attacks from cannabis. Yeah, me too. Right. Not fun. (laughs) Do not recommend zero stars. Um, But But if you are really mindful with like starting so slow, just, you know, maybe two milligrams of an edible or like one puff of a flower, whether you're vaping or smoking. Um, If you are new to cannabis, stay the fuck away from dabbing. Just don't. What is that? Don't do concentrates. I don't even know Um, what that is. (laughs) 
basically it, it takes all of the most active components of the plant and like concentrates them into like one dab is like three joints in a breath. And so for people who have a really high tolerance or people who are receiving cancer um, treatments like chemo and need like a lot of THC to help manage those symptoms, it's great because it only takes a little bit of medicine to have major effects, which is fantastic. And for people who are new and like just kind of dipping a toe in the pool, the first time I did a dab when I wasn't ready, I threw up. Like, that's not fun. That's That's not sexy at all. Not sexy at all. So, so it's kind of stay away from that until you are way, way more experienced. And likewise with edibles, like edibles are coming in 10 milligram doses in California. That's way too much for the average newbie. Mm. Like you want to do five or less. And the thing with edibles is you have to wait up to two full hours for the effects to take place. So, you know, if you take it, take five milligrams and you're like, 30 minutes later, I don't feel anything. I'm going to take some more. Oh, damn. Two hours from then, you will literally be regretting all of your life choices in order. Like, just don't don't do it. Yeah, I've heard so many horror horror stories of people eating cookies and not realizing that there was something in it and then just being like, you know, comatose for for the rest of the day or days. Edibles are not good for sex either because you never know quite when they're going to kick in. Okay. Like if you've got a two hour window of when it might take effect and when it takes effect for you, maybe different than when Uh it takes effect for your partner and it lasts for four to six hours. Like I have sex for four to six hours, but most people I know do not. So like, it just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question that I'm curious about. Does it impact uh, sexual functioning like erections or orgasms or anything like that? Or does it, what have you experienced or what have you seen? I have myself and I've heard from many people say that it makes orgasms easier to access um, Mm. in a lot of cases. Um, Why is that? Just because the relaxation or? Partially the relaxation, partially the like allowing you to be more um, present in your body Mm -hmm. and and any of those kinds of shame stories that are spiraling around kind of quiet down Mm. so that you can really be embodied in your pleasure instead of thinking like, oh, my stomach, oh, my this, oh, I Uh feel bad that I'm enjoying this because I was raised Catholic and I was told that sex is only for procreation, you know, whatever that (laughs) baggage is. Hi, former Catholic here. Um, Hey man, me too. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Right, like... (laughs) Ooh, a lot of a lot of things you have to unpack from religious upbringings, and and so I think cannabis can kind of put those inhibitions aside, so that you can really just enjoy what's happening and and really feel connected with your partner, which unlocks the ability to be more um, you know pleasure focused and potentially orgasmic. Although you know, as we both know, orgasm is not the goal; it's just a right. bonus. Yes, <laughs> we our goal is pleasure, pleasurable yeah. sex. Yes, pleasure so, is the thing. What about, or, uh, what about erections? How does that impact those? So erections, it is a bit of a mixed bag. Mm. You're going to have to kind of see how it works for you. I've talked to people with penises who like longer, stronger, you know, kind of energizer bunny situation. And I've talked to people with penises who are like, yeah, if I get real stoned, like it's, it's just kind of like whiskey dick. It's can't really wake it up. Um. And I think that's actually okay. Like we get so fixated on erections as mm-hmm. like, if the penis isn't erect, then we can't have the sex and there's no pleasure possible. And like, no, I love sucking on a flaccid penis. It's awesome. That's the only way I can get the whole thing in my mouth. Like, 
have a high gag point. There is no shot that I'm going to get my boyfriend's massive penis in my mouth unless it's flaccid. <laughs> so, so like we need people with penises to stop stressing about erections because like they are not the be all end all. There's, there are a lot of ways to explore eroticism outside of penetrative sex. And I think it's great. Like if your penis is not like functioning the way you want it to, great. You've got two hands and a tongue and we have a whole thing of toys. Like let's find other ways of making each other feel good because there are many. I love that you say this. And that's something that I oftentimes talk about too, because I've given some of the best blowjobs with somebody who is flaccid. And once I got them to just surrender to their own pleasure, they ended up having a full body orgasm. Because as in Tantra, we talk about, you know, having a soft penis can be a powerful, because there's not, because uh, you can move the energy a lot more easily through the body because it's not concentrated or tense and building right. up in pressure there. Yeah. So, oof. I love this. Yeah. Celebrating the flaccids. <laughs> love those flaccid cocks. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, and then, so coming back to the question or your story earlier, I want to tie that back in because around a painful sex, I have clients who also experience painful sex and I work a lot with them with mindfulness and, and, um, and this is really interesting to think about introducing to them or inviting them to do that research on, um, how does that work with painful sex? And is it only specific types of painful sex or what have you seen? Absolutely. So my painful sex came in the form of vaginismus and I went to many different doctors and they told me everything from dilators to lidocaine, uh, lidocaine. No, why would I want to numb out my pussy? Thank you very much. Um, just stick it in. Right. Oh God. No. Mm -mm. So using THC oil specifically for me was the most helpful thing. Um, it took away the pain entirely. And I think, you know, I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, but my suspicion is that it helps the, the smooth muscle relax. It helps to give the nerves, um, a little bit of a break so that they're feeling less painful sensations, but more pleasurable sensations because it does not numb. That's like the most important thing. There is no mm. numbing happening. And so you also have to kind of notice the the nature of your pain. Is it that you're experiencing pain with the penetration itself, like around the introitus, or is it happening during penetration where it's like the, your partner is hitting your cervix? Mm-hmm. So those are two different avenues. And like for Pain on entrance, I would say topicals are the way to go. For cervical pain, which I also experience because my boyfriend, did I mention he's really big? It's intense. It's awesome. I'm a size queen, but like sometimes I want to get railed, but my cervix is like, ah, fuck you, dude. So Mm -hmm. um, suppositories in that case Mm. are so helpful. Also really great for people with cramps um, and folks with endometriosis. I actually had uh, Dr. Shannon Chavez on my podcast like a month ago Mm -hmm. talking about endometriosis and suppositories. So depending on where the, the pain is coming from will help depend on like what the best way to go is. But for, I would say largely internal pain, stick with suppositories and, and external pain, um, or like entrance opening pain stick with, with topicals or both, both Mm -hmm. is a great option also. Okay. Just, just get it all up in there. Yeah. And when you say vaginismus, can you, can you explain to our listeners what that means? Yeah. Vaginismus, um, is, is just really the fancy medical way of saying pain with penetration. And typically, uh, it's caused 
by a psychological reaction of that your body involuntarily clenches uh, the PC muscles, typically due to trauma, sometimes due to other things. But like you see in a lot of trauma survivors that your body just, when you're in a, a sexual scenario, it may trigger flashbacks to an assault and, and your brain just kind of is like, and everything gets tight and that can make penetration painful. And that mm-hmm. was what was happening for me. I, I would try mm-hmm. to relax. I would try to breathe and it would help a little bit, but like nothing was really letting those muscles fully relax until I found yeah. the oils. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And what, what are some of your favorite oils that you would recommend to somebody who's wanting to play in this? So the first one I ever tried, the one that is like my sort of holy grail is uh, Foria Pleasure, which mm. is a THC oil. And uh, there's another one on the market in California called Quimrock. Um, they uh-huh. have both THC and CBD in their formulation. I also just started working with Playboy um, and they just came out with a CBD line and they have an arousal oil that is definitely not marketed for pain with penetration, but I actually find it to be really helpful because one of the ingredients, which is not going to be great for everyone, but for those who enjoy like a more um, intense sensation, it has niacin in it, which um, dilates blood vessels really effectively, much like THC does. Yeah. Um, but it it's a B vitamin. Sort of, it's a B vitamin. Yeah. It causes like a topical flush. And so it kind of feels like somebody's coming up to your pussy and going like, but like intensely. And yeah. so if you like that, if you like that kind of intense stimulation, you will love this. It feels like your pussy is like getting into a hot tub just by itself. Oh my God. I'm imagining that. So when I take niacin, my whole body turns red and Mm -hmm. I get hot and I just start stripping my clothes off. And I'm just like, it's, it's very sexy, but not sexy for me. I know everybody's got an image of of that being really sexy, but I'm literally just like, Oh my God, I'm burning up from the inside. It's like a perimenopausal preview, right? Oh, this is what hot flashes are going to be like. Awesome. Yay. Great. Can't wait. So for somebody who's interested in exploring in this and um, what type of expert or who would they go to, to be able to help them to navigate, you know, trying these things on or knowing what types of strands, like, do they just go to a dispensary or do they work with a specific doctor? And what, what does that look like? So there's, it depends on what their specific concern is. If they're dealing with, with pain with penetration, I would certainly say, talk to a pelvic floor specialist, someone who's Mm -hmm. like maybe a pelvic floor physical therapist, um, or my colleague, like I mentioned, Dr. Jordan Tischler is a cannabis medicine specialist. And he actually sees a lot of patients for sexual dysfunction and he's doing telemedicine right now. He's based in Boston, Mm -hmm. but he'll see people all over the country. So I would definitely recommend him. Um, his website is inhalemd.com. And, um, so that would be an option, pelvic floor specialist, um, going to a dispensary and like talking to a bud tender is very fraught because these are people who are making minimum wage and they're expected to be like pharmacist, product specialist, salespeople, mm, mm-hmm. like all these different roles with minimal training. Like it would be like asking your barista, like what the best coffee is for sex. Like like, what should I know? Like, they're not trained to answer those kinds of questions. Yeah, right. Oh, so don't ask your bud tender. Um, <laughs> a lot of it is trial and error. Like, you have mm. to see what works for you because any professional is only going to be tell, be able to tell you, like, 
kind of procedurally what, how to do the thing, but they're not going to be able to tell you specifically what's going to work for you. You have to be the one to kind of go figure that out. So buy small amounts of things and try different things. And, and with weed lube, like the THC oils, you can homebrew that. Like if you're listening and you're in a state that's a prohibition state, like four is only in California and Colorado. If you live in any of the other 48 states, that's not going to work for you. But if you can get your hands on flour, uh, there's actually a recipe in my book for home brewing um, weed lube in either a crock pot or there's actually like oil infusers that they sell on the market. My favorite is from a company called Levo, L-E-V-O. And you can infuse oil with any herb, including cannabis, but you could also make like rosemary olive oil, which sure. I like kitchen gadgets that do multiple things. Pleasant. Yes. <laughs> or you can put rosemary in your weed oil. Like that's a great option. Really? What is it? Does that have any effect on it or just smells really good? It actually um, can have some positive effects because plants have these things in them called terpenes. Uh-huh. And so like lavender has a, a terpene called linalool. That's what makes it smell like lavender. Mm-hmm. Um, lemons have uh, a, a cannabinoid, or excuse me, a, a terpene called limonene which makes them kind of citrusy. And the, the terpenes actually work with the cannabinoids to produce specific effects. So um, really yummy smelling herbs like lavender, rosemary, um, things like that, basil. You can absolutely infuse those herbs into your weed lube and, and it will help kind of create more of that entourage effect, especially if you're using a strain that doesn't have those same terpenes in it. You're like adding extra terpenes. Ooh, this is, this is like a sexy Betty Crocker episode right here. Like I'm ready for this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is, this is so great and such powerful information that you're giving us. And I I feel like it's really rewriting the programs that we've been given in our culture and in our grade schools and and with with our families. And I, I have to say I've posted in my Instagram at sex love yoga. I always put out there. Uh, if you listen to the show, give me your questions. I'm going to put them to my experts. And I got flooded with questions in the first hour that I posted that. Yeah. More than any other gas expert. So let's turn to those questions and see what they're good. They're really good. I'm like, ah, I should do rapid fire so we can answer as many as possible. (laughs) Okay. So the first one, how can I smoke before sex without falling asleep? (laughs) Great question. Valid. Um, Find a strain that doesn't make you fall asleep. (laughs) Legitimately. Like that's, if you're smoking something that makes you fall asleep, that's not the one to smoke before sex. So find one that doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and probably the amounts too, right? I can imagine. Yeah. That would make it less difference. is more. Um, you want okay. for sexy strains, you want a, a THC content of between 15 and 20%, no higher than that. Um, you see these strains in, in dispensaries that are like 25, 30% THC. That is way more than you need. 15, 20% max. You are so detailed with, with your, it, it's so brilliant. I'm, I can imagine, I can literally hear everyone's notebooks just scrambling and, and scrawling and they're like, fuck, my pen's not working. I need to get another pen. Cause this is so good. Like this shit, I didn't know any of this. Like, no wonder I've been having bad experiences. Oh girl, I got you anytime. I, I will help Sherpa you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we'll, I will readdress my relationship with it, with this medicine. Yeah. Okay. Second question. Can cannabis distort the desire for a partner? Like it wouldn't be as good without it. Oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
Um, that would be like saying, like, if you're listening to music during sex, is it not as good without the music? Like it's different, but it's, it's not going to suddenly like, oh, I can only have sex with my partner when I'm stoned. Like if that's the case, you have completely bigger issues than, than the cannabis. That's just an indicator light on your dashboard. So no, cannabis Mm. isn't going to like radically change your experience enough that it would make that much of a difference. So that's, that's good. Cause I, I thought in my head, I was thinking, oh, you know, like when you drink a lot of alcohol and you're at the bar and like everybody looks attractive. And so you try to go home with anybody right. <laughs> versus if you weren't under the influence of alcohol, you wouldn't have dated any of those people or taken any of them home. I find that cannabis uh, allows you to retain your discernment <laughs> in a way that alcohol does not. Uh, except maybe when it comes to food with food, you're just like, everything tastes awesome. So, okay. So, so I no want discernment. all of it in my mouth, but yeah, no discernment with food. Got it. <laughs> not as much discernment I suspect as with, with humans, but like, yeah, no, I actually find that my discernment is somewhat heightened with cannabis, um, as well as my ability, uh, to detect and manipulate energy, um, through like my Reiki practice. What do you mean? Expand that. Yeah. So I'm a Reiki master and I've gotten really energetically sensitive in the last few years. And I find that when I'm using cannabis, especially intentionally as like a plant ally, I am able to discern energy more readily than I am without it. And, um, I feel like it is easier to, to actually tangibly feel where the energy is flowing and to be able to like increase and decrease and, and move it around. So basically Ashley is, um, magical as fuck. Got it. Yes, her pussy's magical. (laughs) Her Reiki's magical. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, Reiki hand jobs will change your life. (laughs) Actually, that's true. In tantric practice, yes, yes. Best, best ever. Yep. (laughs) All right, question three. My girl always has to smoke before we have sex and I feel less connected with her. I don't want to take something away that she enjoys, but I don't feel as close. So I guess he's asking for advice. So that's valid. Like if you're feeling disconnected from your partner during sex, that's the thing that you want to talk to them about and be like, Hey, I'm noticing that's a great way to start any conversation. I'm Mm -hmm. noticing that I'm feeling less, less connected with you. Are there ways that we can find to meet in the middle? Like maybe could you smoke slightly less or could you use a product that doesn't cause like intoxication, but still does the things that you want it to do, like a topical, Mm. Um, you know, is there room for, for negotiation here so that we both feel connected and fulfilled? Because if one person's feeling disconnected, like that's not a, a great sexual experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think about, um, because there can be that experience where somebody takes too much and they're not really there. Mm-hmm. I remember having, I remember having a boyfriend years, years ago, and he would smoke on a regular basis and it was for his anxiety, but I also felt like he wasn't as present with me to be able to be connected and attuned with me the way that yeah. I, that I needed. And so is that could, can, I guess that can be a byproduct, like it can make you really present or it can make you for sure. It can make you disconnected. Like the, the strains or products that make you just want to like zone out and watch TV for hours. Like those are probably not the best for feeling connected with your partner. And so noticing that as well, when you're doing your field research with masturbation, like notice if you feel like connected with yourself and, mm. and able to, you know, kind of imagine being connected with your partner, or if you feel like, 
I am just totally zonked and I don't want to do anything, including masturbate right now. So this is probably not the one I want to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Write that in your sex journal. (laughs) Okay. Last question. Coming to climax while high is more difficult sometimes. How can I drop back in? Okay. So if you're noticing that coming to climax is difficult, one, let go of the goal to climax because the the harder you try, the more elusive it becomes typically. Um, So just focus on doing what feels good and don't feel like you have to do it within a certain time. Like I just had this experience with my partner where I was pulling out my vibrator at the end of sex to like get myself off one last time before we finished. And vibrators are a very fast way to get me off. Fingers are... They take longer, but it feels five times better than with a vibrator. Mm. And I was telling myself like, oh, he's not going to want to like take the time to, to play with my pussy long enough for me to come with his fingers. So I'm just going to like shortcut to the vibrator because that way it's more efficient. And so like give yourself permission to take your time and like follow the pleasure. Like, yeah, it may delay your ability to climax, but like go with it and, and just follow the pleasure and, and don't feel like you have to come quickly or within a certain time window. Otherwise your partner is going to get bored. Like ostensibly they should be there for you and for your pleasure. And, you know, as long as it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I can imagine this coming back to the question that we were talking about a moment ago, if it takes, you know, if it can too much can disconnect you. Right. So even thinking of mm, perhaps, sensual things that can, can bring you back like smells in the air or, um, you know, specific touch or anchoring yourself onto something that's, that's in your body. Yeah. Getting grounded and, and asking your partner for help being like, Hey, I'm feeling disconnected from my body right now. Can you help me? Can you put on some music? Can you bring some essential oils? Can you rub my body in a way that helps me like get more present and then try again? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Go with the pace, ask for help. This was really enlightening, Ashley. And where can everybody find out more about you or your book or um, your many projects and and programs that you've got available? So many. So many. Um, So you can find my sex and cannabis work at canasexual.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-E-X-U-A-L. You can find my coaching work at elevatedrelationship.com. I have a podcast called Elevated Intimacy and online courses at elevatedintimacy.com. And mostly I am on Instagram at canasexual. And so follow me there. I'm always doing stories and, and Q and A's and, and sharing posts from my, my articles and, and from my podcast. And it's great. I follow it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. All right, my sexy kitten. So that's enough for this show. But for those of you spiritual gangsters who are looking to up-level your magic and manifestation, check out the fresh and hilarious podcast, Basic Witches, which is run by the incredible Leah and Rachel, sharing with you all the deep thoughts, the deep breathing, and the... deep medicinal belly laughs as they explore everything related to magical masturbation, manifestation, and all of your broomstick needs. You're going to love them because I love them. 
<laughs> so go over there and check it out now wherever you listen to podcasts basic witches lovers thank you again for tuning in if you enjoyed the show hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides because my goal here is to get you to eat play and sex better so you can improve your sex life which will improve every aspect of your life until next time Keep it sexy.